When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I reckon Brett Phillips might have some very good names to bring to the table from the NBL from back in the late 80s, early 90s. I know you're talking to us, BP, about tennis, but you like your basketball. There'd be some names. You're a similar vintage to me. Yeah, I am, Adam. (laughs) I'm such in the tennis bubble. Well, you know, I mean... God, I, I remember those days of Rod Labor. I was going along. Scott know, Fisher. Gorging that hair and Scott Fisher. Wildcats. Yeah, but he was Where also at North Melbourne. He, he was at North Melbourne. North Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was too. Yeah. What's, What's his name? Someone Graham. Big man, wasn't he? He big was. Biceps. Someone from, someone Graham mm. was also from North Melbourne. They had a very good team, the North Melbourne Giants. Anyway, sorry, I digress, but send some names to him. We'll try and get some. Brown days. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, now, tennis, we had an Australian Open draw today. Yeah, we did. I've been forensically uh, examining it, Adam, and obviously all the focus is on uh, the hopes of uh, Alex Dimonor as our, our number one uh, hope. And look, it's an interesting first round. Um, a man that we've almost forgotten about in uh, Milos Raonic, who you know made a Wimbledon final and got to world number three, uh, you walk behind uh, Milos, one of the biggest men that I've been up close and personal with, and he's just a man mountain, biggest calves in the business, and he's just had a lot of injuries uh, the last, gee, three or four years, and hasn't been able to get any sort of continuity uh, into his tennis, but he's using a protected ranking of 33, and yeah, he's played sort of sporadically the last three years, but you know, he's dangerous, <laughs> because when he's on, in terms of the serve, he's hard to break, but Gee, I, I sort of backing Demon to win the ground battles. Uh, he's a little short of the Gallup uh, roundage, but it, it's interesting. I probably I would like to maybe another type of matchup, but you know the form that Alex is in, you know he looks pretty good at the moment. And then sort of projecting forward, you know, likely probably round two with Matteo Arnaldi. This Italian's jumped about ninety spots in the last twelve months in the rankings. Uh, played a great match in Adelaide yesterday against Nicholas Jerry, who would likely be the third-round opponent for Alex Timonor, and he beat Jerry at the US Open last year. Possibly Rublev, fourth round, who's been a perennial quarter-finalist, trying to get through Yannick Sinner as a possible quarter, and then Djokovic semis, and then Alcaraz final. Surely he'll go all the way and be in the final. So that's the path, though, gents. Fairly straightforward, I would have thought, <laughs> for, for Alex. But no, there's a, there's a lot of tough matchups in there, and... All about round one, and it's, uh, we'll try and tick that box uh, first. We've got a, a few Aussie matchups, which we don't uh, always like, but that's just the nature of having more men now inside the top 100. This is going to maybe happen more often than not. But the interesting one is Alexi Poprin and Mark Polmans at the top part of the draw there, the winner of that. You'd have to back in Poprin, uh would play uh, Djokovic, who will play either a qualifier or a lucky loser. So get past round one, then you're taking on the King of Melbourne Park, which is... Yeah, really, really tough. Vukic and Thompson will play each other. Uh, Alexander Vukic, we've got a little feature coming out on the first serve in the next 24 hours. Uh, lost in New Zealand this week. Uh, maybe not feeling 100%. And then, of course, Jordan Thompson last night was just feeling the quad a little bit after a, a lot of matches to start the year when he bowed out to Mercedes in Adelaide. So uh, two men that might be 
just feeling the niggles. And, yeah, there's some other matches that are, yeah, certainly winnable from a, a male side. And then on, on the women's side, some tough matchups for the girls, no doubt. I mean, Ola Tomjanovic should play Petra Martic. What would be interesting, Adam and Dan, is um, if Isla can get through that, uh, Yelena Ostapenko will play Kimberly Birrell. And if it was Tomjanovic and Ostapenko, you might go back to their little run-in at Wimbledon 2021 when Yelena had about a 15-minute bathroom break and it was the frostiest reception at the end of that match on court 18. So I'd love to see those two go head-to-head again. Uh, Olivia Kadecki, Sloane Stevens, that's not easy. Uh, Daria Seville, uh, who's playing in Hobart at the moment in the quarterfinals. Magdalena Fresh, that's a very winnable uh, first-round match. And young Taylor Preston, who was playing a Kuyong today, this young uh, potential star has got Alina Svitolina, who you know, obviously has made a great comeback from uh, motherhood in the last 12 months. So, yeah, some tough matchups uh, for the Aussies, for sure. BP comprehensive, as always, on all the Aussies. A couple I want to touch on is I want to start on the Demon, Alex Demonor. He knocked off Carlos Alcaraz today off the back of beating Novak Djokovic and Zverev last week. So I know that you talk about it's a tough matchup, first round, Milos Ranić. But surely his chances in this tournament, having had those names and beaten them in tournaments that aren't the Australian Open, are very good. We're all dreaming, aren't we? We all want to be disciplined, uh, Dan, stay one match at a time. We're all projecting forward and we're excited about the Demon. And look, he's excited, we're excited. We think he's going to bring a pretty good level. But, you know, you get to the day itself, the conditions, who knows, what court. Uh, there could be some, you know, that, that's the path sort of through. But who knows, the draw could be turned upside down in the first week and it could look totally different. But... Yeah, look, I think he feels confident. That's the good thing. Um, not just this month, but the last 18 months. The amount of top 10 scalps that he's taken, he's elevated himself to 10 in the world, and I think he now feels like he belongs. So it will come down to the day itself. But yeah, Carlos, when he, he missed a few balls last night that I don't think we'll see miss uh, come main draw. He was just sort of, um, you know, loosening the strings and having a feel for the ball, his first hit out for the year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those two are going to play some good matches you know, going forward now that Alex has sort of really raised his level. So the other one that I want to ask you about is a crowd favourite at the Australian Open, Tanasi Kokonaka, 68th is his ranking. He's in a pretty nice part of the draw where if he can get through his first-round matchup, he might have Dimitrov. He, he could get on a bit of a run, which he has done at the Australian Open. Well, we hope so. You know, the bigger the occasion, it seems the bigger Tanasi sort of performs. You know, he's played some good... Uh, Grand Slam tennis. He's played good Masters 1000 tennis. He's had to stand up in Davis Cup at times. He probably struggles a little bit, you know, that 250 level uh, to really get himself going. So, look, he comes in obviously with two losses to start the season. But, yeah, Sebastian Offner is, you know, a very beatable player in the first round, the Austrian, who hasn't achieved uh, the same things in tennis that the Nazis achieved. So, these Grand Slam victories are just huge. You know, even to get through uh, a couple of rounds in terms of your ranking and uh, points and everything else. So, yeah, it's it's very winnable. And, you know, and that what that part of the draw, you know, you've got Holger Runa up the top, who's obviously going to be, you know, pretty tough to beat. Um, but, yeah, Dimitrov's come off winning a title. Her catch played good tennis at the United Cup. Umber, the Frenchman's dangerous. So, yeah, look, there's depth. There's a lot of depth in the men's and women's game. There's just no way of uh, easing your way into the tournament. 
Just got to correct you there with the pronunciation. It's uh, Sports Days Holgaruna as opposed to just Holgaruna. <laughs> Uh, he's ours now. We've uh, we've uh, adopted him, uh, BP, as uh, as our he own. He does have a soft oh. run too. To start, he does. Nice we, we already, we've already examined his uh, drawer, and we've uh, oh, we've yeah. asked if he uh, needs a hitting partner or something like that. <laughs> we're we're right on board uh, with Holger. Um, so there's so much going on apart from the draw with uh, results left, right, and centre to try and sift through them and, and give us maybe three or four that have sort of uh, pricked your interest today, yep. BP. Where would we go? Well, a quick snapshot of qualifying, because it's still going as we speak. John Milman out on court. He's dropped the first set, unfortunately. Ooh. Hopefully he can dig in. But Priscilla Hon, Priscilla Hon, Dane Sweeney, Destiny Iava, uh, a young girl who uh, even I'm you know, not totally across. This young uh, Maya, a joint. She's 17. She's actually American-born who's made Australia home, but she sort of snuck into our system. 17, she's made it through to the final round of qualifying. Omar Jaseka, uh, Melbourne boy, of course, and Storm Hunter, uh, not too long ago, have all made it through. And we've still got uh, Milman out on court and Madison Inglis out on court as well. Maddie was at last check a few moments ago, was in a good position to get through, and Milman's got to come from a sit down. So, yeah, it's a good batch of Aussies who hopefully can get through final round qualifying uh, tomorrow. Uh, Christopher O'Connell, yeah, lost in Adelaide today, just yeah, wasn't quite good enough to beat uh, Sebastian Corda, who's dangerous for the Australian Open. I mean, he's such a beautiful timer of the ball. He's seeded. Uh, he made that great run last year before uh, the wrist got the better of him and had to retire. Uh, but, yeah, he was just a class above O'Connell today. Darius Sevillet on court in Hobart will keep you across that. And, yeah, there's plenty going on, obviously, with Hobart and Adelaide and Auckland as the key lead-up events. Uh, Elena Rubakina, Tommy Paul, the two top seeds, in Adelaide tonight, you know, should be able to progress through their uh, quarterfinals. She, I've got to say, with Daria, she's she's doing pretty well. I mean, she's coming off that big layoff, and you know, she she's been around quite a long time now, Daria. But th- these are encouraging signs going into next week. Yeah, look, it is. You know, she's uh, just had bad injuries, so in fact, it looks like that match is going to go to a third against Julina Vaina. So took the first dasher and five one down in the second, but. Look, you know, she just needs one full year out of it. I mean, the Achilles, the knee. I mean, she's made two great comebacks. She's been extremely resilient, diligent with her rehab. You know, she feels like she's got a lot of good tennis to play. And, you know, she's just a competitive beast. And she hits a lot of different type of balls. She lit those moon balls. She can flatten it out. She's got the wheels to, you know, get around the court. And, you know, she's hungry. She just makes you play a lot of balls. As an opponent, that is really frustrating. You can't put her away. So... Yeah, I think, you know, if she can have a full year, she'll skyrocket back up the rankings. BP, what's the match that you're looking forward to watching the most tomorrow? Is it Kokonakis and Polman's at the Kuyon Classic? Is it Seb Korda in Adelaide, as you mentioned? What's one that uh, springs to mind? Oh, they're all good matches. I haven't had a forensic look at uh, the, the draw ahead for tomorrow, Dan, but, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm obviously covering Adelaide, but I've got about... 50 screens going, trying to take in. Uh, <laughs> you need eyes everywhere at this time of the year, let me tell you. I've been really fascinated to watch uh, Kuyong. I know it's an exhibition, but, you know, they've attracted a really, really good field there. I know Max Purcell had a little hit uh, late in the day as a, uh, a late call-up. And, you know, Max uh, is, is dangerous, um, certainly in the draw, uh, from an Australian perspective, if he can uh, get going. But, yeah, Seb Corder is just a delight to watch. He's such a humble young guy as well. I mean, he was runner-up to Djokovic uh, last year in Adelaide. He'd love to go one better. And, you know, if, if he 
brings his best level this year. He should be, you know, somewhere around that sort of 15 mark in the rankings. That's how much talent he's got. BP, thanks as always for a comprehensive report. We'll catch you again tomorrow. Beauty. Thank you, gents.